Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kindred Church podcast. It's good to be with you if we have not met before. My name is Daniel, and I'm the pastor here, and I'm going to be the host of the podcast uh, today. Now, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you can already tell this is a little different than what we normally do. Usually, we use this platform to post our sermon recordings from in-person worship services, but we're in a different season at Kindred right now, and some of you know why. We found out last month that the movie theater where we have in-person worship services was going to be going out of business. We got about three weeks notice of that. And so we had to scramble and find a new location for our in-person services. Uh, We're excited that we have found a new location. We're going to be going to Lions Farm Elementary School in Durham. And we're going to be starting our weekly services there on Sunday, December 3rd at 10 a.m. So I'd encourage you to go ahead, get that in your calendar if you haven't already, and plan to join us on December the 3rd. Um, In the meantime, in the month of November, we're not going to have our regular in-person worship services because our staff and our volunteers are going to be hard at work on Sunday mornings in November at Lions Farm, moving our equipment, planning our new setup in that new space, taking care of some storage logistics that we need to, to work out. There's really quite a lot of work that goes into moving an entire church. And so we won't have in-person worship in November, but uh, we did want to offer some online worship resources, and we're going to take advantage of this podcast platform to do that. Uh, Rather than our typical sermon series, instead, we're going to have a series of conversations this month on the important subject of change. Uh, Obviously, this is a big season of change for us at Kindred Church, and change is something that I know many of us are experiencing in our personal lives in this season as well. So we're going to discuss it from a biblical perspective, and uh, we hope these conversations are going to be helpful and inspiring to you over the course of this month. Before we dive into our discussion today, and before I introduce my co-host here, I just want to give you a couple of quick updates. Uh, Just for your knowledge, uh, we're publishing this episode of the podcast on Sunday, November the 5th. And if you're listening to this on Sunday morning, then uh, even as we speak, we've got our staff and some leaders of our volunteer teams who are meeting at Lions Farm to do some initial planning and and preparation. Uh, Candace and I on the staff have spent a little bit of time at Lions Farm so far, but this will be our first extended time in the space to plan and and vision out how we're going to use that space. So I'd encourage you to uh, be in prayer for our staff and our leaders as we are uh, laying the, the foundations for our setup of the space there. A couple other things I want to get on your radar. We have an in-person event coming up on uh, November the 12th. We're going to have a hangout at Glass Jug uh, Brewery. That's the RTP location. We'll be out there from 3.30 to 5 p.m. on that Sunday afternoon. It's family-friendly, dog-friendly. So uh, especially since we can't see each other in in in-person worship like we normally do this month, uh, come on out and and, uh, make some new kindred friends and, and check in with old ones as well. You can get more details about that and everything else that we've got going on in our church right now. This really is a busy month, despite not having in-person worship. Check out our newsletter, which we've got linked for you here in the podcast description. Well, uh, as I said, we're going to be hosting a series of conversations this month on the subject of change. Today, we're going to be talking about the problem of change. In subsequent weeks, we're going to talk about the possibility of change, the power of change, 
and the promise of change. And here to help me discuss these important topics, uh, I've got our friend Leanne McGregor. Uh, many of you know Leanne, of course, but uh, for those who may not know or may not know her experience and credentials, Leanne is the care team leader for us at Kindred Church. She helps me in a variety of ways to extend pastoral care to our community. Uh, Leanne has a master's in pastoral care from Fordham University. She's a, a trained Stephen minister and has many years of experience in the addiction treatment field. And so she brings a lot of credentials and, and experience to this important topic of change. So Leanne, thank you for joining me in these conversations and uh, welcome to the Kindred Church podcast. Thanks, Daniel. I'm very happy to be here. It's a joy to have you. Well, uh, as I said before, today we're really going to focus on the problem of change. And I think that's an appropriate place to begin because oftentimes when we begin to experience change in life, it, it does feel like a problem, especially when we first begin to experience it. We're going to focus our discussion today on a passage of scripture from Numbers chapter 14. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 4. And so, uh, Leanne, would you mind just kind of orienting us to this passage and, and just giving us a, a little bit of context about what's going on in this part of Scripture? Sure. Yeah. So the story of the Israelites um, from their you know, inception through to um, their arrival and, uh, you know, establishment in the promised land takes up a lot of space in uh, in the first five books of the Bible. And um, in case you're not familiar with 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 their saga, because it truly is a saga, um, they they came out of uh, the line of Abraham. And um, they were, you know, Abraham had been told by God that that he was going to establish this this people, and that they were going to be um, particularly precious to God. Uh, but their story uh, would maybe suggest otherwise, because they have a lot of problems. And um, at this point in in Numbers, they um, they had been slaves in Egypt for centuries. And um, they were oppressed. They were badly treated. Uh, they had no autonomy. And so God raises up Moses to deliver them from slavery in Egypt and travel with them to this promised land that God has uh, set aside for them. And what should have taken maybe a few weeks uh, takes 40 years. And so they're, they're, they run into a lot of uh, obstacles. And, you know, by this point in the story, they are very unhappy. And um, they just prior to this passage, the, the passage that precedes it, they are so close to the promised land that uh, scouts have been sent out to go and, and, and check out the land that they're about to enter, that they're about to take possession of. And they come back with really positive reviews. This really is a land of milk and honey. The problem is it's currently occupied. And so they're going to have a, a fight on their hands. And you know, some people, a very small minority of people are, you know, believe that God will be faithful to them. God has brought them through this long journey. They have overcome obstacles that could only have been overcome by a miracle. 
And uh, here they are right on the cusp of arriving at their destination. And yeah, you know, there are, there are people there and they're well-armed and there are a whole lot of them. Uh, so they're in for a bit of a fight, but there's a small group, as I say, of people who totally believe that God is going to show up for them. The majority, on the other hand, are very skeptical. And in fact, they start rumors within the community of the Israelites telling them that the land that God has promised for them is no good. There's nothing there. You know, they won't be able to grow anything. It's basically desert, uh, certainly not worth fighting for. And, and this rumor spreads like wildfire. And uh, in this passage, uh, the, the people basically decide to give up and they decide that they were better off in Egypt and that they should just go back to Egypt. So here's the passage, Numbers 14, verses one to four. The entire community raised their voice and the people wept that night. All the Israelites criticized Moses and Aaron. The entire community said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this desert, why is the Lord bringing us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken by force. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to each other, let's pick a leader and let's go back to Egypt. Thank you, Leanne. Yes, it's a uh... Uh, it, it's a fascinating passage for for so many reasons, and I'm I'm curious what what stands out to you as you read this this brief passage from Numbers 14. Sure. Well, you know when the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt, they weren't happy about that either, and they longed for deliverance. They longed to be brought out of uh, slavery and oppression and taken to a place where they could establish their own permanent community. And uh, so, you know, Moses shows up, Moses delivers them out of Egypt, and yeah, they had a rough journey, but here they are, you know, within days of reaching this uh, promised homeland, and they're so fed up that, you know, they're saying, oh, we were much better off in Egypt, which, I mean, I know a lot of years have gone by, and maybe they've you know, sort of forgotten what it was like to be enslaved in Egypt. But that's, I, I find that statement pretty telling um, with respect to the point of despair mm -hmm. therein. And it also strikes me that throughout this really long journey, as I said previously, God showed up for them in miraculous ways. And yet every time they reach another obstacle, it's like none of that ever happened. So they have this like amnesia about who God is and what God has done for them that I find sad, but fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if I'm honest, I find it relatable, you know, mm -hmm. in my own spiritual journey, in my own life, you know, there's, there's been so many times when God has gotten me through situations where I didn't see a way out, you know, and, and, and how quick am I to forget? Uh, and the, the, the next time a change presents itself or an obstacle presents itself, you know, uh, just just how mighty God has been for me in the, in the past. I just yeah. I find that story so relatable. And I, and I think, you know, connecting this passage to the, the subject of, of change, I mean, it jumps out to me in this passage that like they, they would that the change that they're experiencing of, of moving into 
the promised land and, and facing all of these new things, new obstacles, but, but just newness in general, uh, they, they experienced that as being so painful. They would rather go back to, to slavery. Mm. And I think, you know, that, that resonates with me too. And I think probably for a lot of us, change can be so painful that it can lead us to these, uh, th- these extreme measures that we sometimes want to take to avoid change. Right. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, there's so much here that, that I find relatable. Um, even though this story is, you know, what, 3000 years old, uh, plus or minus. So pretty, pretty incredible. Um, so Leanne, I wonder, what do you think this passage has to teach us uh, about change? What, what can we kind of take away from this story? I don't think we're ever really prepared for how hard change is. And, and, you know, I think this applies even in situations where the change that's about to happen is something we've been longing for. Um, with every kind of change, the the unexpected, the unwelcome, the ones we want, uh, change is disruptive. And uh, I, I don't know that we're particularly well equipped to deal with, with, with the disruption. I mean, it can be a very positive disruption, but hey, you know, today doesn't look like yesterday, and I knew how to deal with yesterday. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think this is how this passage of scripture, this whole story in scripture becomes real to me, is there have been times in my life when I've wanted to move from a difficult situation into a quote-unquote better situation, but just the thought of actually having to change either myself or my circumstances, um, it it was daunting. And there have been times when it was enough for me to say, you know what, I don't, I don't think it's worth the effort it's going to take, or I don't think it's worth the discomfort of having to acclimate myself to a different way of life. Um, so, I mean, change is constant, right? You'd think we would be better at it than we are. I, I think I should be better at it than I am. But uh, as you said, this this story is just so relatable. And uh, I, I often go back to it just in terms of reminding myself of, you know, I'm not, I'm not so different from the Israelites. And God has shown up in my life in amazing ways. But, you know, the very next thing to come around that corner and take me by surprise, and I'm going to be, you know, whining and well, I want to go back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just, it's so relatable. And, um, and as I say, we're always dealing with change. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, you know, a, a couple of things that jump out to me, you know, thinking about how strongly the Israelites reacted against change it speaks to how uncomfortable change can be. But at the same time, if you look at the story from God's perspective, it's like this change is necessary. There's no other way to grow, but, but through change, you know, God is trying to lead them to this incredible land where they can live and thrive and flourish in the mission that God has given them. But in order to get there, they've got to go through this uncomfortable experience of of change. And, you know, I was trying to think of, of analogies and, and ways that we experience the same dynamic in our own lives. And, you know, I was thinking about uh, physical exercise, right? Like if you want to get in better shape, whether that's stronger or develop greater endurance, 
you you got to push yourself uh, up to the, your your current limits in ways that are that are uncomfortable and that's how you make progress or you know i think about musicians we got these incredible musicians in the mm. in the kindred band that we get to see every week well that they didn't just become incredible musicians overnight you know by deciding that's what they were going to do they did it through uh, hours and hours of painstaking practice and and skill development and um you know, another analogy I thought that that might resonate with some folks is uh, we, we've got this Saving Grace uh, financial course going on right now, mm-hmm. and, and I'm hearing great things about it. And and I know developing new sustainable financial habits in our lives, you know, that's something that it's uncomfortable at first to establish those new habits, but uh, but but really can lead us to thrive and flourish when we do. And so, you know. I think maybe that's one of my takeaways from this story is that when we're in a a time of change, like the Israelites were in whatever way, uh, if we can see it from God's perspective, you know, sometimes we can recognize even in the moment that God is up to something and that, you know, sometimes Mm. the love that God shows us is a a tough love that we need. That's going to require us to, to grow into a new season. And um, as painful as change can be, I think that's a a comforting perspective. Yeah. Mm. So I wonder, Leanne, um, you know, as we think about how to apply this this wisdom about change to our lives personally and, and to us, you know, obviously, uh, again, Kindred Church is in the middle of a major, major change in this season. Uh, what, what can we take away and what can we apply from this story to our own situations? Yeah, I think this is such an important piece. Um, Daniel, you and I have been around Kindred long enough to remember Uh, what we went through prior to COVID Mm -hmm. and in the early days of COVID's aftermath, we suffered multiple uh, blows with respect to launching our church. And it was a really challenging and if I'm honest, discouraging time. Um, But once we arrived at the AMC theater, you know, we went through a period of fairly smooth sailing, um, but our comfort wasn't necessarily what we needed to become the church we're called to be. And, uh, you know, God has brought us here. Uh, we've seen it happen. Those of us who've been around Kindred, um, you know, since it's starting days, we've seen amazing things happen. And I, I don't know that we stop often enough to reflect on that. But it's, it, you know, when we do, we cannot help but see how God has uh, been going ahead of us and and making a way for us. And um, I was thinking of another scripture passage. It actually shows up in I think week two of, of the small group curriculum. Um, it's a passage from Joshua chapter four. And a, again, the Israelites are in a sticky situation. They're trying uh, to get across, to get to where they need to be, they have to cross the River Jordan. And, and when this story is told, the River Jordan is in flood stage. So the water is high and the water is moving quickly. And God has led them to this point and he's told them, uh, I will make a way for you. When, when you get to the River Jordan, it doesn't end there. I will make a way for you. And, you know, some of them are sort of skeptical. And, um, you know, some of them probably decided to turn back. But those who decided to go forward into God's plan for their lives, as soon as they stepped into the river, the water stopped flowing. Mm-hmm. And that was their miracle. That was their way of across, but they had to step into the river in order to experience that. And when they got to the other side, 
they they took some rocks and they built an altar of remembrance. And and this idea runs throughout uh, Old Testament scripture. And the idea was uh, to just build a, a structure out of rocks so that every time they passed this place or anytime anyone else passed this place, they would remember by looking at this stone altar, God did something wonderful at this spot. Mm. And I've been thinking about the AMC theater, like who knows how long it's going to be standing, but as long as it is standing, um, every time I go to the library on Shannon drive or the social security administration (laughs) (laughs) or my physical therapist, who's in that neighborhood. And I pass the AMC theater. I hope my thought is, yeah, God did something amazing in that spot. And I'm going to carry this celebration of what God did for us there into the next thing that's coming into our, our lives at, you know, Lions Farm School. And I also, um, you know, I, I use that idea of these altars of remembrance in my own life. Um, when I, when something happens that is just so you know, it had to have been God. I journal about it or I, you know, doodle about it or I do something that creates for me a visible reminder. God showed up at that time in this place and I have nothing to fear going forward. Yes, that is it's such a powerful practice because we are like the Israelites, as we've said, we do forget <laughs> so easily. So we need monuments of various kinds to to remind us and, and call us back. And I think the the hope that I take from all of this in our transition uh, at Kindred Church right now is, is uh, because we've seen God work in such powerful ways in the past. And we've seen God already at work in this mm-hmm. move. We haven't even completed the move yet. And when we see God working in so many powerful ways, uh, when, when I'm tempted to become overwhelmed with anxiety about what's going to happen there in this new season, uh, those those remembrances, those altars, as as you say, uh, those remind me of, of who God is and God's faithfulness. And, and it gives me encouragement and, and hope. And I think those, those very same practices can help us in the, the changes that we go through in our own personal lives as well. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the, the closing thought that I would share to, to wrap all of this up today is, is just that, you know, God is always working. And I think that's, that's part of what we see here. We go through times of change and, and sometimes they're, they're extremely painful and we can think that that must mean God is absent or God is not working, but God is absolutely working and, and God can bring beautiful, amazing things out of times of change and, and even times of, of great pain as well. And so mm. that's a, a comforting and, and hopeful truth that I hope we will carry with us into this week. Uh, well, we'll stop there for today and we'll continue in future weeks to explore this, this topic of change from other angles. But uh, just as, as a reminder in closing here, get December 3rd at 10 a.m. on your calendar. That's where, when we're going to be starting worship services at Lions Farm Elementary School. We want to see you there. We want to see your friends, your family, your neighbors. So uh, bring folks out to, to come check us out at Lions Farm mm-hmm. On the third, again, check the newsletter for a bunch of other stuff that we've got going on at Kindred this month. Well, Leanne, would you mind closing us in a prayer? Of course. God of miracles, you are so faithful to us. And just as you were faithful to the Israelites, you have led us 
on a long journey and our journey continues. And as long as our focus is on you and what you have done for us, we have nothing to fear. We just pray, Lord, that as we prepare in these weeks to make this move to this new location, Lord, we pray for the people who live in that neighborhood. We pray for the people who will come into contact with us through the school or, or through the, the houses that surround us. Lord, prepare the hearts of those people who need to know about Kindred Church and help us to be faithful in welcoming them, inviting them. Um, demonstrating your love to them. Lord, we're so grateful for this faith community. We're so grateful for what it offers to people in this really dark and broken world. <clears throat> we know that um, we have your blessing and we just pray, Lord, that we will be faithful in serving you through kindred ministry, even at this time of change. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.